You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. back to a very late episode of Habs Nightly, folks. It has been a time in Chalmette, Louisiana. Mason is not joining us tonight um, for the next couple episodes. He probably will be still doing like nursing school stuff. Uh, so in the meantime, you're stuck with me and then with other, whatever guest I can bring on so I don't talk to myself tonight. We are blessed with the presence of Richie Suave from the Sporty with Richie and Corey podcast. That's uh, I may be in a hiatus right now, but uh, nonetheless, Richie has had an eventful last two weeks, and I'm excited to talk about it. What's up, Richie? What's up, Benders? It's nice to talk to you again. It's uh, It's been a while. I'm trying to remember. I think the last time we talked was probably back in – Gosh, uh, back in the fall, like at the very yeah. beginning of the season, it was mm-hmm. the last time we talked. And now we're coming to the end of the regular season. And uh, both our teams very much expectedly are out of the playoffs. So, Yeah. Uh, and uh, you guys went on a bit of a run. We, My guys definitely uh, looked great offensively. Um, but got the loss. So we're we're still trying to hunt for Connor. I think we're uh I think we're like fifth fifth last. So I th- uh, I know we've made the lottery, but uh I think it's a tough one. Honestly thought it was you guys. I said it last year in our talks before the draft. I said Arizona's not gonna get um the first last year. They're gonna get it next year for Connor Bedar, and that pissed Mason off so fucking much. So funny. <laughs> But, dude, uh, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, it's been, like you said, probably since the beginning of the season. Uh, both teams, tough year, uh, but with some excitement towards the end for both, which is was pretty cool. But, uh, man, we tried to get y'all on a, a while back. You had a Taylor Swift show uh, during the I, – I don't even remember how long y'all waited to try to get these tickets, but, like, the rest of the world couldn't uh, – was tough to obtain them. Uh I want to know how was that show? So uh, I'll tell this quick story. So Corey and I haven't recorded a show since uh, like since November. So uh, we I haven't had a chance to tell the story on on a show. So I'll I'll make it kind of quick. But um, yeah, so uh, Taylor Taylor put the tickets on sale back in I believe November, and um, and at that time Ticketmaster shit their pants. And like buying tickets was basically impossible. There mm-hmm. were like ten, there were like ten times as many people trying to buy tickets as were available, and it just was a mess. And so they sold out in very, very quickly. Like minutes, probably. Exactly. So Corey and I did not get tickets uh, for the show initially, 
We kept looking. <laughs> we kept trying. We kept looking, hoping resale tickets would drop down in price into our price range. And then like a week before the show, ticket prices were starting to come down just a bit. Mm. And so in the middle of the night, like midnight on the Tuesday before the show on Saturday that we wanted to go to, (laughs) that we were available to go to, I'm sitting on my phone. I open up um, StubHub and uh, Corey is asleep by this moment in time. Like she's not on her phone. So I, I did not text her at the very moment. Um, but I found some tickets that I kid you not were less than $200 for the very first row of the upper deck. That was kind of like behind a stage side stage, like somewhat obstructed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I have no idea how he managed to make that happen, but it worked out. We got a chance to go to the show. Taylor played for three hours. She played 44 <laughs> songs. Fuck yeah. And uh, and it was a sold out 70,000 seat stadium show. Wow. And and it was incredible. It was the, the best show I've ever been to in my entire life. Hands down. Uh, many beers were consumed before and after the show and during the show. Um and and I, I we were so lucky to get to go. We were so lucky to find tickets for as cheap as they were, because at the time, like nobody knew that she was going to play for three hours when I bought the tickets. Right? Like mm-hmm. everybody thought it was going to be a normal like two hour show, like most you right. know, big acts are. Well, I, now that everybody knows it's a three hour show, ticket prices have skyrocketed back up. So you can't get a <laughs> ticket. For less than probably 500 bucks anywhere right. as your get-in price. So that was the great thing of having Taylor come to Arizona first. Um, and Yeah, uh, that's true. That's awesome. <laughs> which is kind of like a surprise. It was a three-hour show. And so we got super-duper lucky. I, I, I still can't believe I was there and got to experience that in person. Uh, I don't know if there's ever going to be a show quite like it again. So it was incredible. Uh, and if anybody in your listening audience has a chance to go to a show Taylor fan or not go like it's, it's, it's incredible. So I'm happy y'all had a great time because I remember just how fucking crazy it got. And I tell you what, Taylor Swift, it might not be her fault exactly, but she has caused ticket inflation to just skyrocket. Um, Like, you know, we don't get, a, we don't get a lot of, people come down here uh because if you look on the map whatever like the major highway is it doesn't hit new orleans like you got to come off and you got to hit the i-10 to come down here so it's really an out of you know out of the way stop so we don't get a lot of people um but when we do lately the tickets have been like i'd say they're they're you know it's not as big as taylor swift but they're pushing like an extra you know, $25, $30 on us. And it's just like, come on, dude, like no one's going <laughs> to, people are going to go to this, but like bands aren't going to come because they're not going to see that money, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. Uh, but I tell you what, I know Taylor Swift fans fucking drink because she played in new Orleans, the like a couple of months before I joined special events back in 2019. And it's fucking hilarious. My boss and them were like, Taylor Swift's just 
they're not going to sell beer. You know, it's post football season. She's not going to sit. They're not going to sell a lot of beer. We're not going to, st- we're not going to fill the Superdome or the arena, wherever she played. Um, And they told me it was one of the worst nights they've ever worked. They ran out of beer. I think they brought in like two, 300 kegs. They ran out of beer. Uh, <laughs> like before, like the middle of her act, you know, uh, <laughs> they said they they were destroyed by Taylor Swift fans, and that story has always sit sit with us. Uh, it's it's always like when a guy gets cocky and it's like, hey man, you know you think you can handle it until fucking Taylor Swift comes down here and fucking you know put you on the verge of quitting real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, dude. So apparently, uh, Drake's doing the same. Well, it's not. Maybe it's not his fault, but like the same thing's happening with this. There's this new Drake tour that's coming. Um, it's supposed to hit New Orleans. I think his first stop is actually New Orleans, and tickets are like, I think the day day of tickets. Uh, well, I'm sorry, the day that they dropped, I think they were like eight hundred and something dollars. Uh, and I don't know if that was like you know people like grabbing them and then trying to resell value, but I know that people were losing their fucking mind and. Um, I don't know if that's just the new normal, you know, it's like, you're going to pay more than going to an entire festival, but if they're, if they're doing three hour shows and you really love that band go, um, I haven't heard a bad, a bad experience from a Taylor Swift show. I don't, I, I haven't really listened to her. Don't know much about her. I know everyone is fucking obsessed with her though. I know y'all are really big time. Big time <laughs> exactly. obsessed. <laughs> Swifties are uh, are quite quite the quite the bunch, and and I, I will tell you too, Benners. You'll probably appreciate this. Is that um, I don't know if you are you a fan of Paramore? Yeah. Uh. So I was in that little emo era when Paramore came out. She's actually uh. Well, That's what I thought. Yeah. Haley Haley and them are playing uh down here in June or July, and it's unfortunate because as I was leaving my department, I was like, there's a couple of bands that were like coming down, so I was getting yeah. excited for shows coming like. Uh, Depeche Mode was coming. Stevie Nicks just canceled. Uh, fucking Shania Twain. Why not? Uh, mm-hmm. Drake was coming. Paramore was coming. Is uh, uh, the Cure's coming? There's a couple of, like big bands that like I wouldn't pay to see, but I would love to see live. Why not? You know, just have that on your ticket books. Like Elton John came last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, no one's getting this. I'm taking every every bit of it. I didn't. <laughs> it was fantastic. That's awesome. That was, was awesome that you that you got to hear Elton and like his final North American tour. Mm-hmm. That was a, that's a bucket list item. But any, I was I was explaining that Paramore was the opener for Taylor too. So really, did we get through three hours of Taylor? We got a, an hour of Paramore. Wow! And and they were also that's a really, good, really good look, dude. For whatever you said, you paid under like one. I'm sure. I'm sure with with a little sales tax, regardless, four hours of like solid music. It was I well worth it. I think that's well worth it. You know, absolutely. Yeah, for under two hundred bucks, like it's it, it was a steal. It was a so steal. Look, like, as, as a as a friend, did you buy that ticket while she was sleeping? Like I gotta I gotta cop them. Like oh, you just yes. grabbed them. Yeah, absolutely. Solid absolutely. guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I told Corey because like we had kind of agreed on like a kind of a price point. Right. Um, if we find him within about, this, right? Yeah, which was about two hundred bucks, and then, and right. so I was like. All right, this it's already 12:15 a.m. I'm I don't think she's gonna respond to me in time. 
for me to buy these tickets. So I just hit buy. And I was like, Corey, if you, the next day I told him, I was like, Corey, if you can't send me all $200, I get that. I just want to get these tickets. So, so we, so we, had, so we had put them. you on a payment plan. Exactly. Exactly. And, and well, no regrets. Well, Walmart had by, way. by either of us at all. Awesome, dude. That's so sick. Uh, I haven't, I haven't had like a near experience like that of trying to like last minute, find that ticket for, you know, your favorite band. I have seen like a bunch of situations where, uh, cause my buddies all played in like the metalcore scene growing up. So it's it like, I'm in college and I get introduced to this band, you know, like my friend puts on, um, uh, they were going on tour with a band called Attila and he put, they put a song on off of the rage album. And I was like, you know what? This is a really good song. It's a really good band. And my buddy Cody's like, you like them? And I was like, yeah, dude, they're really sick. He's like, cool. Uh, uh, you're coming with us tonight. They're playing at the high ground. Uh, we're, you know, uh, our, what is it? Uh, our record label, you know, is paying for us to go so we can meet them because we're, we're going on tour and they're headlining on the tour uh, in a couple of months. So they want us to to meet them and all that shit. And I was like, okay, cool. So I uh, found out who this band was day of. And then that night I'm hanging out with the band, uh, you know, having a couple of beers after the show and shit. Um, but no, I, I can't believe y'all were able to see her though. That's pretty badass, especially, uh, sent like, I mean, we, I don't think there's a single person that doesn't know about the, uh, Taylor Swift ticket crisis that happened last yes, year. <laughs> exactly. Again, I, I don't know. To the what... point where she, didn't she have to make a statement, like a sorry statement? Like, it's not me. I'm not making it this cost this much. <laughs> I think so. Yes, I I, I think uh, like her her company or whatever did. Yeah, absolutely. Because it Jeez. wasn't on her at all. It was all on Ticketmaster. Because Ticketmaster is the bane of our existence at this point. I'm not gonna lie, they they really mon- monopolized it, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, look, dude, down here, I don't know if you know who Hawthorne Heights is, but I just saw yeah, them, and it, it's probably. Uh, fantastic band, one of my favorite bands growing up. Finally got to see them, uh, and they they just played everything. Um, but it was probably the cheapest concert I've ever been to in the past like six years, seven years. Well, minus COVID, let's add like another like eight years to that. <laughs> so, uh, I think I paid thirty five dollars to see Hawthorne Heights, and. I was blown away and my pocketbook thanked me. I remember I went and saw like, it was two, two decent bands and they wanted like $90. And uh, that's upsetting. You know, like, <laughs> I just want to see some fucking bands play. I don't want to, you know, uh, not be able to like eat lunch at work for three days. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It was the same way uh, for Blink-182 as well, which was. Oh my God. When their tickets were on sale, it was the same situation where they were going super quickly. And so um, I think our our tickets are ended up being about, like with fees and everything, ended up being mm-hmm. about 125 bucks for like, okay, lower level seats. Dude, I don't, I remember looking around, I think we found out about it like three or four days after they announced the tour and tickets were already up to like $400, I think at the <laughs> like closest location. Uh, right. I can that that broke my heart, dude. I've been I seen them at Voodoo Fest 
rest in peace, Voodoo Fest. Uh, I seen them at Voodoo Fest. Um, I think it was 20, 2010, 2011. They played everything you could ever want. Like they capped off everything. And I was like, honestly, the only thing that's I, like left I want to hear is Josie. I really love that song. They fucking played it like two or three songs late. I was like, perfect, perfect set list. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, I'd love to see them again. Oh, I'm so envious of y'all to get to get to see them. And I'm sure um, I don't know what your venue is like, but I'm sure it's really nice. Well, I'm sure they're going to play arena. Never mind. And yes. Yeah. They'll play at the uh, Suns arena. That's so cool. Uh, did the coyotes play where the Suns play? I, I'm, I'm kind of stupid. They, so I don't know. <laughs> they used to. Yes, they used to. When they, they, when they were the came, Phoenix coyotes, when they were Phoenix coyotes, when the coyotes first moved to Arizona, they played, at uh, the Suns Arena for from about 1996 until 2003. Okay. When uh, when the Glendale Arena opened, so yeah, they mm. spent a lot of time there actually. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like basically, became teenagers there. Um, mm-hmm. That's sick, dude. Um, where where were we gonna want to run with this? Oh, look, you went. Didn't you go? You just came back from vacation, uh, and you went to Seattle, which mm-hmm. is awesome. You told me you went to a game there, saw Arizona. Did Arizona win? Were they on uh, that like, ridiculous win streak? Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> the Coyotes now are ass. They they're like two and seven in their last ten games or something like that. Oh, They've shit. been terrible as of late. They're trying to round um, it out. <laughs> yeah, so I, I chose a very unfortunate game to go to. Maybe the worst loss i've seen the coyotes have in like in years uh they lost mm. they lost to the seattle kraken eight to one. Oh shit so that was the game i decided to go to um are you in uh, arizona gear too <laughs> yes of course i was wearing my coyote yeah. jersey i was like yes. one of like a dozen people that i saw there wearing coyotes gear i ran into some people like i was there for warm-ups and mm-hmm. i went down to uh like the glass area near like to the coyotes end where they were um practicing uh, where they were skating before the game and and um and i met there was like a good oh, half a dozen people there and i was chatting them with them about the team and they're like yeah blah, blah blah we're uh i have fam- we have family in arizona i was was there once before and now we live up here in seattle so yeah it was cool seeing some fellow coyotes oh, yeah. up there um i love the city the city was awesome that was the first time i i've been there which is one of the reasons i wanted to go in the first place and uh, the weather was, it was a little chilly, a little chilly there mm. in the 40s, in the 40s and 50s. I could love that. Um, but it's all right. Just put it on, on an extra long sleeve shirt and I was good to go. <laughs> but the uh, the rink is awesome. Like, I, I absolutely loved, loved the rink itself. Like, they uh, put a lot of money into that rink. It used to be the home of the Seattle Supersonics in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And which has been around since I believe the seventies, you know, it was a really old place and they just gutted the entire place and they built the actual like ice surface, like below ground almost. Right. Because when you come in. Yeah. I was going to say everything's like ground level and then you go in like into the earth is where the game's played. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, you come in on the second level basically. And so you have to take an elevator down to get to the lower level and like rink level and uh yeah it was it was awesome it's a really cool rink uh plenty of bars plenty of places to eat so i, I wasn't standing in line for a decent yeah. amount of time 
um, when I was wandering around, like the there's plenty of space to move about. So like your concourse is is pr are pretty big. Um, they have two jumbotrons, which is cool, which I've never seen before. Um, like one on either side of the ice, hmm. uh, which was kind of very very. I've never weird. noticed that. Yeah, yeah. If you look um, at the picture I posted on my, I think I posted on Twitter, maybe on, uh, on Twitter. Um, yeah, they have two jumbotrons, which is weird. I've never seen before, but it's really unique. Uh, their technology is cool. I don't know if you've been to uh, um, a place that has this where they have like self-service um, uh, like Amazon places and you'd like mm -mm. put your credit card into the thing to pay before and then you walk in to the thing and then I think it like scans your face or scans your body or something. <laughs> Jesus. And like and so, like, you just walk in and just grab what you want. Like, I just went in, grabbed my beer, didn't even check my ID. Apparently, I looked that old. And uh, <laughs> and just, like, walked out. I didn't have to talk to anybody. It was the coolest thing ever. And then I just got charged for it, like, later. No like, shit. It's the coolest. Yeah. It's the coolest technology ever. It's an Amazon thing. And, like, you can, like. They no, dude. Can, I've, like, never, I've never heard of anything like this. This is awesome. Yeah, it's like it's that's what happens with like you're in the city of Amazon, I guess, is the technology is is wild. Um, but yeah, I would if you get a chance to go, uh go check out a Kraken name game there. It's it's incredible. Well worth the the trip up there. And I uh, wanna go so bad, dude. Oh uh. yeah. And uh yeah, and the Kraken <laughs> fans were, were were super nice to me. Like uh nobody was giving me shit or anything, or like I ended up talking to a couple people about telling them about about the coyotes and kind of educating them and mm -hmm. and uh and they kind of reciprocated like kind of like telling me about the city like where to go and, and etc cetera, etc cetera. so i had a great time i had a great time going even though my coyotes lost eight to one however i will tell you benders that there was one thing i i regret not doing while i was there um which is i i was texting um i was texting Corey and i was texting my other uh best friend cat mm -hmm. um and i was like guys i I, all I want to get out of this game is I really want to take a picture with Bowie, the Kraken mascot. Oh my God. <laughs> and the problem is I never saw him one time. Like I, I literally wandered the concourse forever <laughs> trying to find Bowie so I can get a picture with him. And I never found him. Like he got, oh, he, that's unfortunate. The he was, was like a section over and a couple rows down. So like I could have ran down there in the middle of play to get a picture with them. But like, He's a hard bugger to find. And so, like, that was the only thing I was bummed about. So, I got a question for you. I went to my first NHL game this year, um, and I brought this up to Mason, and he was just blown away by it. Now, when when the puck is in play, are you allowed to go – like, if you're in the concourse and puck is in play, are you allowed to go back to your seat? Uh, it is – normal courtesy to wait until there's a stoppage in play okay because when i was in dallas they wouldn't even they wouldn't even let you go like you could go into the tunnel but that is as far as you can go if you like if if you had like mm -hmm. the opening to get in your seats um i told that to mason and he thought it was the weirdest thing in the fucking world like i guess uh canada does not have those limitations they don't care uh, yeah, yeah, dude. And I thought, because like, look, like I said, like I've never been to an NHL game. I, mm -hmm. I literally, it's it is sad. I am thirty one years old. 
I've worked since I was 18. I went on my first vacation uh, to Dallas at 30. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I, I got a lot of room to make up. Um, but yeah, I told him that and I was so excited and like, you know, talking like 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 a kid at a, at a fucking park, you know, just so excited. And he's like, you did what? I was like, yeah, you know, I went and got a beer and uh, I had to wait until Puck wasn't in play to go sit down. And he roasted the U.S. NHL system. And I thought I thought that was common. But, you know, I also haven't been to many games. So, yeah, it's I it's I think it's the same with uh, most baseball games I've been to, too. We're like generally really? like you just yeah, you just hang out in the concourse and watch. And then until there's a ball out of play or whatever or in between batters, then you go down to your seat. Did you go to a uh, didn't you go to a Mariners game while you were up? I did, yes, I did. So look, I've never I played so much baseball growing up. I wasn't a big fan of of like watching baseball as a kid because I was like, oh, I can just play it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm like as I'm getting older, I'm starting to like like feel the itch to want to see a game. Um and I just hear they're a lot of fun. Uh if you're into it, I I know it's gotta be a long fucking day. Like I, I am glad you mentioned that because um, uh, if you're not a baseball fan, um, the big thing this year is they've instituted what they are calling a pitch clock, believe it or not. So think of it as a shot clock, NBA style, mm-hmm. for pitchers. So they only have 18 seconds in between pitches. And, okay. Yeah. So the games this year have gone so much quicker Really? So last, yeah, yeah. You're, last year, you're probably looking at least three hours for pretty much uh, your general average baseball mm-hmm. game. This year, you're it's well under. You're looking at between okay. two and a half and two forty five. So like, if you're gonna go to a game, like it's gotten. So I, again, the I went to my first pitch clock game in Seattle to see the Mariners and the Angels. And just like so different. Like I was only there for a wow. couple hours. I had to catch the train back. And like the game was already through six innings. I was like, geez, I went quick. It just it just it's it's so weird seeing a baseball game that way. So if you're gonna go, might as well go in the pitch clock era because you're not gonna be there for four hours like you would have in the past. <laughs> I was gonna say, like it, it has to be like you have to prepare your body, like uh like you because you're more or less going on like a binge, you know, like you're binge drinking. Like I've seen the goofy snakes and shit people make, but mm-hmm. Like you're there, like <laughs> fucking predominantly, like you know, it's either a morning game or it's a fucking a, an evening game. But all of that section of time, you're fucking present, you know. Like, mm-hmm. so, geez, dude, that's that's awesome though. Um, we, me and my sister, kind of, we talked about it in the past, trying to plan like a a vacation, not really a vacation, but like trying to get my dad out the house to bring him to a game. Um. It's a weird story to even bring up here. So me and my sister are not, uh, she's like my half sister. Uh, we'll keep the negative shit out, but she didn't really grow up with my father and we didn't know each other at all. Um, fuck. Why am I telling, why am I telling this? But I guess baseball, baseball. That's why. Uh, so it's a good thing. That's a good thing about it. you can edit it out in post. Who gives a fuck, dude? These people. Maybe, maybe I'll get a nice comment and be like, you know, it's okay. We waited three weeks and we heard like a, a heartfelt story. Um, 
yeah so like we didn't grow up together my family kept it a secret kind of like Jon Snow you know like they didn't want me to know I had a sister they were like yeah. really weird about it um I didn't we didn't meet each other Richie until I was like like 22 23 years old wow. like I knew I had a sister from like age 16 up but you got to remember Hurricane Katrina happened mm-hmm. and this is you know pre facebook i mean myspace like myspace came like right after um the you know hurricane katrina for me so i had you know if there was any chance of meeting her i felt like it was gone like there's no telling where she could be and one day she popped up at turtle bay on decatur street when i was working there and uh now we work together um but you know we were trying to think of like ways to like make up time you know that we hadn't spent together and her and my dad like the black uh like not the black socks fucking red socks um i don't care i as a kid i like the phillies now I, I don't think i'd give a fuck but we were talking about like pooling our money together and bringing him to a uh uh boston red sox game and then while i was there i was going to catch like a, a fucking bruins game um and yeah it's just it hasn't come to fruition yet but now that i'm making a lot more ma- money maybe that's something that can happen uh, she got me really hyped you- up about it yeah, I hope you get a chance to do that, especially if you get to go to Boston because you get to go to uh, Fenway Park, which is on my bucket right. list. I don't know if I'll ever make it there by any means, but you're choosing the right ballpark from everything I've heard. It's a cool place to see a game. I hear, honestly, dude, I, I don't know if you remember. We talked uh, when when I was it was the year I, w- I had gotten in my accident and I didn't work for like the entire of the the entirety of the year. Uh but the uh, the baseball game. Finally made it to um, the Xbox, and I was like, I haven't played a baseball game since I was a kid. And I was mm-hmm. like, I think my favorite, my favorite stadium is is where the Diamondbacks play. And and y'all was just like, what? <laughs> just like I don't know. Well, the game it looks great. Like, <laughs> so fuck, dude. I might have to catch a, a Diamondbacks game if I'm even saying the their name right. If I ever make it to Arizona, but uh, Dallas really put an itch like in my body, like you you got to figure out a way to, to get out there. Like, I, I can't believe I haven't, I know it's still the South, but I can't believe I haven't left like my little home base um, and, and, and done anything with like any type of sport. Like I, it's I love, expensive uh, dude. Like, Oh, it's, it's very expensive. And <laughs> it's a- dude, everyone says it's cheap down here, you know, and I'm sure it is coming from somewhere else, but it's cheap down here. And it also means that we don't make money here either. So it, it's like a double it's 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 fun for y'all and it's like it's slavery for us like we can't get out yeah. you know okay. so but uh man i i've got to get i've got to get to some games kind of similar story though with dallas uh i was so excited you know dallas was like one of the top teams offensively and i was like just talking it up to J- to jacqueline my wife and we were playing the wild and they just received revo i said look this is gonna be a fire fucking game and it's like First period, I think they scored. It was like three nothing, uh, and then we're in the third period. It's like five four. I think it's like four one, and then all of a sudden Dallas starts climbing back, and they tie it five 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 with like seconds left, and then we go to OT. There was a fight, a hat trick, like everything I wanted to see in a game happened in that fucking game. It was so sick. Um, <laughs> it was perfect for my wife too because she got to experience every possible scenario you know we got to the shootout mm-hmm. and all that 
we lost, but it was such a fun game to watch. Not in the beginning. She was like, you sure this team's any good? I'm like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> this team wasn't playing like this the past couple weeks. Uh <laughs> But man, I'm so happy that you got to go to Seattle, though. Um, that is definitely a bucket list place. My sister's already gone, but she went before the Kraken were around. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. you're just going to have to go again and then find a way to, you know, Costco, uh, Costco finance me away up there with y'all. So maybe <laughs> I can sneak, sneak aboard. Um, that's so sick, though. I, once they, I didn't know that there was the old Supersonics arena, so that's really fucking cool. But once I saw mm-hmm. the arena, I was like, I have to go there. It looks so great. Such a cool concept. Yeah, and the cool thing, too, is it's, like, right downtown. So, like, you could pretty much just walk everywhere. And oh, uh, wow. and the only thing, that, only thing I will, that was negative about Seattle for me is that a lot of the breweries and microbreweries mm-hmm were kind of outside of the main city. So I would have had to like mm. Uber over there and was like, right. I wasn't really, I, I didn't really want to go outside of the downtown area. Cause I didn't know like what are the bad areas or the good areas to go mm-hmm. to. So I was like, I just stayed in downtown and like, there just wasn't a lot of good breweries or good beer to be had in like that downtown area. And that That's was kind of annoying. Um, but I did find a brewery on my last day there. Like before I flew out, I found a brewery. And I had a couple of really good beers there. So that was, it was worth it for there. Cause usually if I travel anywhere, that's usually my go-to, like we'll go, uh, it'll be sports, it'll be food and beer. Those are my three things. I want to, ex- how to experience, how Richie's guide to experiencing a city, those three things. <laughs> Cause I don't like doing the touristy stuff at all. Like it just doesn't, I don't care right. for it. Like I, so, I walked like, by the space needle, I took a picture of it, didn't <laughs> spend the money to go up like all the way to the top. Like, right. No, that dude, I get it. Look, me and me and my wife are just like we like nature walks. And then after that, we're looking food, food and entertainment, you know? Like we want to hit like maybe one or two trails um or like a nice like uh nature thing. And then everything after that is just we're trying the food and then trying to find something to do, you know. I like mm-hmm. beer, she doesn't, but you know, I'm always trying to find a brewery. Yeah, you gotta come to Arizona because we—that's one of our 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 tourist uh, hotspots. Is we have a lot of hiking here in Arizona, oh, not only like here in the in the main valley, uh, but also like if you go like even just like an hour north of us, drive an hour north, mm-hmm. like better hiking, and then even further north, you can go to the Grand Canyon too. So like, oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to go to Arizona. Um, I had some friends that lived out there. Y'all live out there. Um, obviously, I wanted to catch a game at Mullet Arena. Still, I, I know I have like a little bit of time to do that, but um, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to go out there. I, honestly, I didn't realize how beautiful Arizona was until my buddy's wife had her bachelor party somewhere on the Gila River, if I'm saying it right, and it looked awesome. It looked awesome. And then I looked at him and I said, what the fuck, dude? They're doing this. We're in Biloxi, Mississippi. You know, like a couple of fucking hounds. Like, yeah. this is, we might as well just go back to the parish and go go fucking fishing. You know, like, yeah. 
Right. These, these girls are living it up and we're we're 40 you know an hour and a half away eating oysters we could have did this shit in the parish uh <laughs> i'm actually drinking a fucking beer right now a little local spot uh it's called rally cap you might like this the beer's called wendy peppercorn uh all of their beer is based around baseball Oh, I can yeah, I can see why it's called rally cap. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. I, I don't I don't I don't know what the rally cap means. Maybe I'm just an idiot, but um, it's a golden milk stout, really Ooh. good. Oh, very different. Right up my alley. Oh, really? Nice. Uh, yes, I'll... I love a good. I love a good. I love a good porter and a good stout. That's okay. Are, that's this my one, favorite. Type this of one's beer. like a really good easy drinker. It's light too. I guess. I uh, guess would it not be in a dark? It might not be as malt heavy, um, or they just used, uh, you know, not as dark, you know, not as roasted malt. But it's it's definitely like not filling. Like I used to love stouts when I was like in my early twenties, when I was like just finally able to like mm-hmm. legally drink beer and go to breweries. I loved dark beers because it's just something you don't get, you know, as a kid. You go into the grocery store and you're just getting the lightest lager because you're playing Pong or something with it, you know. Um, and I really start to develop a love for beer when I was able to try all the different stuff. Um, but this is such a refreshing light. I could probably kill a four pack of this and not feel like bloated as much as I would on a dark one. But I do love the robust flavor. Um, yeah, dude, I'm I'm a sucker for beer. I'll spend so much money on fucking beer, dude. Hey, I said while I was in Seattle, that's pretty much all I was drinking. I drank, mm. I probably drank way too much of it, but heard that. Yeah, man. We if you ever down here, dude, we got some great breweries too. Urban South, uh, really good friends with them. Fantastic brewery, and honestly, if you like IPAs, we'll take you to we'll take you to Hammond, um, out in the fucking sticks, and you can try a fresh Juicifer, which is like Louisiana's number one IPA. I think it can go it can go to bat with a lot of uh of the country's IPA standard and uh come out come out pretty high. Fuck Richie, I do have uh I do have an ad read, but I understand if you gotta go, we have held your time a little bit. No while. man, I can stick around uh, for we can oh, talk for hours, fuck yeah, bro. Dude. Oh, this guy. Tell us about tell us about DraftKings, why don't you? Fuck yeah, dude. DraftKings are buddies. So uh from T to green. The best place to go get in on all the action happens on the links is DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers will receive an odds boost to add plus 1,000 to any pre-tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer to win. Um, so, for example, if you are a new customer and you see a golfer to win, to, if you see, this is worded so weird. If you see a golfer to win the tournament at plus 1,000 odds, DraftKings will boost the golfer to plus 2,000 odds for your shot at a bigger payout. Okay, that makes sense. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament starts to see what they have in store. Um, The Masters was last weekend. It was fantastic. Uh, I put some money on Colin Morikawa. Didn't work out. Should have put it on John Rahm. Um, but we got the Zurich. I don't know if you've, if, if it's even talked about, it. it's definitely not the waste management, Richie. Uh, but the Zurich's pretty fun. A lot of gators on the course. Uh, this is the first <laughs> year I haven't had to set it up, but I, I do 
hate that I'm not there. Tell you what, though, folks, uh, my last name is Fleetwood. I always bet on Tommy Fleetwood at the Zurich. He's always fucking there, and he had a pretty tough showing at the Masters. But uh, anyway, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and boost your odds during this weekend's tournament. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline ma.org in new york call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino and resort kansas 21 and older in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply see the draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Good Lord. All right, Richie. <laughs> Get back, dude. Well what done. A mouth, what a mouthful. Well done. DraftKings. I love DraftKings. I was using it today. Um, as we were recording, we have the NBA playoffs play-in tournament going on. So mm-hmm. they did a, a little promotion where they had like a $5 free bet for like a same-game parlay. Oh, nice. And uh, so I, I did that. And right now I am losing that bet. So, uh, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we'll it's not my money. Yeah. Nothing like betting free money, dude. It's on the house. Um, and that's <laughs> one great thing about DraftKings. They always have some type of promotion. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping that maybe that I don't work at Southern Eagle or, you know, Budweiser anymore. I'm still hoping I can get a pass to the Zurich. It normally storms its ass off, but it's such a unique pga tournament um people get after it they definitely don't get after it like the waste management that was something i wanted to bring up too i want to go to waste management uh by y'all so bad it seems like a fucking i wish i knew about it when i was a like you know in my young 20s it's a young man i feel like i was gonna say i feel like i'm gonna die there like i need an iv you know I don't think I don't think I will, there's enough detox to keep me alive at it, but I want to go so bad. Yeah, it's it's worth going to like one time. Just say you went. I went, uh, gosh, maybe four or five <laughs> years ago, um, uh, with a, a a bunch of us at my 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 work. Um, mm-hmm. So I got free tickets to go, and so like uh, some of us had like the uh, somehow got managed to get into like one of the VIP tents, kind of. Nice. Um, so I didn't have to pay for a single drink, which was great. Didn't watch a lick of golf. None of it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Went to this like bar that they had and, and just drank for a couple hours. And the hilarious part of that story is that um, so I Ubered there from my radio station, my place of work. Okay. Um, I had a radio show that started at uh ooh, I don't know, seven o'clock that night. I think we were on at seven o'clock during the oh, day, at that time. So I had to get there at about five o'clock for like our pre-show, like our meeting. And, um, and it was bad. It was, it was bad. Right. I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> we, were, we were on at seven o'clock because um, I, all I remember is that I, I had, I drank too much. So I, I, got, I was a little toasty. Uber mm-hmm. back to the radio station. I was supposed to like board up for the show that that day or that night 
God, I can't right. honestly can't remember if it was if it was uh if we were on at one or if we were on later. But I remember showing up and I go, listen, um, because it's against FCC rules to run the board for a radio show um while you're drunk. You can't do that. Not a good thing to do. So I was like, hey, I can't run the board. I drank too much. Uh, so I had my coworker run the board for me while I was still on the show. So I showed up doing the radio show while I was still a little toasty from going to the waste management. So uh yeah, if you get a chance, you gotta go. You get you gotta go and just like experience it one time just because it's and to be honest, like it's one of those things, Benders, where it's kind of like if you're in our thirties, like we are, like you will get uh, it's a people watching event, so you can go and just people watch and be perfectly yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, dude. I had a, I had a similar experience to that last year. Um, I doubt you know this. The Devil Wears Prada came down, um, and another really really good band. I think it was like Era somebody. Uh, they came down, and it was like a late show at the Joy down here. And me and my cousin had to be at the Crest City Classic, which is like our big annual run. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know how long it is, um, but we this is a big event. It's like the name. The main sponsor is Michelob Ultra. That's, you know, an AB product. Uh, and we had we had to be at work at like fucking 430 in the morning to get all of the all of the stuff down there, set it up. You know, the race starts and then people are just hounding beers for like the rest of the day um and i remember me and my cousin got home at like two in the morning i got maybe an hour of sleep and we're just both still drunk we get to work we drive some equipment down to uh the you know like new Orleans city park and we set everything up we have a couple beers to kind of just like mellow us out and then the sun comes out, Richie, and it was one of the hottest mm-hmm. fucking days of the year. It was so humid, <laughs> and yeah, let's let's just let's just say like fucking two hours later, someone brought me a snow cone. I'm sitting on a bench in the middle of city park, just I'm now hungover. Uh, I'm just dead to the world. I fell asleep, uh, just drenched in sweat with a melted snow cone. My boss walks up to me. My boss is like my old coworker. Um, this dude's like a year older than me, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And <laughs> <laughs> I fucking come. I come to like my head's like all the way back. You know, I'm just like I look like just a typical fat old guy on a bench. You know, and like in a park. Um, and I come to and I'm looking at him and I'm like, "Oh, Jonathan." I don't know, man. It's just so fucking hot and we don't have any water. I I got I got kind of dizzy and you know, like I don't know how long I've been here. I just I just sat down for a second and he was like, Oh my god, uh, you might be having a heat stroke. He's like, Let me get you some water. And I was like, Oh, please. He was like, Look, I'm fucking shaking. This dude walks off and I just laugh and I look at my snow cone and just t- t- toss it in the trash can. And I was like, God, we got past this one. But dude, I, I was out for like 45 minutes, like sleeping on this bench, dude. Just in 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 the middle of like <laughs> all these fit people that are just enjoying themselves. I don't know how many people called about a, a, a keg being blown. I was out to the world, dude. I was dying. I remember I stood up. I had to go to the porta potty. I threw up a little bit, came back. 
got a water from Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> just just powered through it. I remember we we got off, dude. It's like we fucking four four something a.m. day. We got off around like three in the evening, and I remember we both were pale as fuck. And I was like, we got to get some food in us, and we got to find a way to get back to the parish. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but we have got to get through this because <laughs> it's like almost like ineligible. Like you can't even understand him. He's just like, we gotta leave now. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck dude I, I I hate it I do that to myself every now and then and I'm just like you're not a child anymore um but I feel like I can I feel like I have like a four year window for the waste management so I gotta get down there I think anything after that I'm just gonna I, I might die there see that's perfect timing because that's that's the same amount of time that the Kyrie's are going to be at mullet. So you can mm. come hang with me and Corey here in Arizona and you can hit the, you can hit the I would waste that. management. You can hit the Phoenix open and then you can hit a Kyrie's game too. We got to get y'all. Y'all don't have an MLS team, huh? We do not. We have, we got to get y'all one. Yeah. We have a second tier team right now. So we have, so, so do we, I'm, I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah we have a USL team. Right. Okay. USL. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix Rising. Oh, that's and such that's a it. sick name. Okay. It is. So yeah, check out their, their. I'm going to have to. No, no, no. I'm going to have to check it out. I was going to say, I'm excited about it. Uh, I wasn't at first. I was like, this is bullshit. Um, but we're getting a tier two team down here as well. And they're supposed to be building the stadium along the Mississippi River, which sounds cool. And it will look cool, but the water's brackish, so it, it's just shit water. It's not clear, you know. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to show. Like everyone already has like the stereotypical, like it's dirty, you know. New Orleans is dirty, um, and you're just gonna put it right on the dirtiest fucking part of the river, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, oh shit. Uh, but no, I, I, I wasn't excited for a while. We used to have a team called the New Orleans Jester, and I think it was. You know, they played like, you know, some Southern pro league, but I'm happy that we're getting, you know, I guess it's, I don't, I don't know what tier two is. Maybe it's like a farm league for MLS, but yeah, basically like USL is the second best professional soccer league in the U S by okay. MLS. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's like, you could see so guys like a AAA. Get, okay. I was going to say like guys can get called up from it and, and make it to like their equivalent of the show or. Yeah, yeah, and okay. there's a couple of other cities who had USL teams that essentially just moved up to MLS. So I think that, Cincinnati was that way. Right. That's what I was hoping. Like maybe uh, it just becomes so popular you can uh, relegate. I think is what it's called in soccer or football. Yeah, I actually have a feeling that so the MLS is allegedly going to expand it. 32 teams, if not more. Mm-hmm. Right now, I believe they're at 30. So they're at least going to really? expand at least two more teams, if not more. And I wonder if that's where they're headed, is to do a relegation model. Because uh, it would be the Why only... Not? Yeah, it would be the only professional sport in the United States where that would work, I think. I think it would that work would really be legit. well. It would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Because then it allows the small market teams, um, a, you know, a chance. And to, I yeah, mean, me, me and Mason, yeah. yeah, me and Mason have have talked about that on on this podcast a couple of times. Of 
of you know what it would like be like to see one of the four major North American sports, or you know, well, net is more, but uh, but one of the major major sports in North America to, to have a relegation system and and see how that can you know, I, I don't want to say sway the different sports, but it could it could show that it's potential. You know, I think it, it might not do anything to like NFL or anything like that, but what it could do is is bring some type of advancement into the way that they run their show but um yeah no, i don't I think it, i don't think it's gonna, gonna happen i think it'd be sick though yeah i i hope it, i i do think it would work for soccer but none of the other professional sports because there's too no, much money no. involved yeah any I, other professional sports to make it work but mm-hmm. soccer is like the perfect thing because the way the mls works is so much different than the other sports and right it would work perfect in terms of like how they pool their money together and everything that like and it would, i think it would like give them a uh a leg up in terms of international because everywhere else mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken around the world they have a relegation system in soccer hmm. and so i think it would work perfect hell yeah well hopefully uh hopefully we have something cool down here um i'd love to support uh, a local soccer team now now that like i'm really interested in it um we can't all be like tom franklin though with a with a fresh mls team uh he's loving it i'm so happy for him but uh i was gonna say dude uh y'all y'all kind of have everything there dude so i'm gonna have to just go on a sports i'm gonna try to find that that eclipse where everything's kind of playing or or close to yeah i'm trying to think yeah what's yeah i think the the month where everybody is playing is very early april because that's when mm-hmm. Major League Baseball starts. Right. And then uh, very early October, because that's when uh, NBA and NHL start. And then football uh, is like about mid Well, almost yeah. mid season. Yeah, exactly. And then Major League Baseball is kind of winding down or slash playoffs by then. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, look, dude, you've you've had an eventful <laughs> fucking what, like two months now, dude. Happy for you. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to cut it short, but I'm looking at the time. I'm not trying to take too much more of your time. I'm sure our listeners are just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Dude, I can uh, keep going. I got nothing to do for the rest <laughs> of the night. You can turn this into a five parter. I'm just fuck yeah. Like okay, said, look, like I said, I'm so, just, I'm just watching the uh, watching the the NBA play-in tournament right now, uh, Atlanta and Miami. So okay, um, all right, I got a question for you. So you were talking about radio. What's it like to work in radio? I honestly, I didn't think I'd, I didn't think it wasn't that I didn't think I'd like it. I didn't, I never really thought about it until doing, you know, a podcast. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I fucked up and should have just went to school for like, <laughs> I don't know, fucking journalism, uh, anything like that. I just, I never really liked writing. And I guess it was just like everything was off for that. And I just didn't think sports in any aspect, like other than playing it was, was you know, on my wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I don't have the, the daily radio sports show like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, we have, uh, the show I, I do now is called Speed Freaks. Okay. Uh, every it's uh, once a week, Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, motorsports radio show, and okay. uh, that's what I do now. So I don't do the daily 
show anymore. Um, but when I was working in daily sports radio, like I, I fell in love with it. It wasn't what I wanted to do. Like coming out of school, I wanted to work in work in hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that was whether I was doing play by play or or you know uh, ho- hockey TV, whatever that was. That's what I wanted to do. So I kind of fell into working in radio, and I, and I loved it. And I loved the uh, the fact that we were live for three hours every day. So there's like I every day doing live radio it's like an it's a thrill ride kind of right because you are flying by the seat of your pants and (laughs) and that was always fun for me to do like I enjoyed that spontaneity of sports talk radio and I enjoy being able to show my personality more and uh and and I loved it and um and it, but it's a, it was a grind so I'm glad in a way that I don't focus on the daily show anymore so now I can just like do it once a week and focus on other stuff and mm-hmm. uh but I yeah I I love it man I love it and uh and now uh Speed Freaks is actually on TV now so if you want you can Ooh. watch it on TV I'm going to have to check uh, yeah, one out to, dude Yeah if you got if you have the the channel um it's uh the name of the channel is called Mav TV. M A V TV. Uh and yeah, we're we're live on TV every Sunday night. So that's what uh that's, that's awesome. what I got going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sick. Uh the closest I ever came to that, I wanted to um we used to skateboard, that was like our thing, and that's why like I can't walk anymore. Um, but we wanted to have a public access show. That was just the most off the wall shit. And it just would include like sick Southern local skate skate spots or like um, like pros that came out the South and stuff like that. Um, (laughs) But dude, no, um, I really hate that. I never thought about um, like radio or anything like that. And now it's like. I don't know. I don't know how to start. I don't know if it's like worth it to like now it's not because I have a really successful spot in my company. Um, but like before I was like, man, maybe I should just quit and do this. But I was like, I have no background. I have no idea how to do it other than, you know, my couple of years of doing podcasting. And I don't think that's enough, but I, uh, <laughs> it made me appreciate like how sick it must be to be on radio and, and not just like fucking like, you know, music radio, like an actual back and forth live, you know, sports topic radio station or, you know, program. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I, it's, that's the thing about podcasting is that's a, it's, it's very, very, very similar, except you're not live. That's the only thing that's different. <laughs> Right. And I, in podcasts, you can cuss. So I can say fuck all I want and not get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd have an issue. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Um, but it's got to be cool to like have that like team atmosphere. Like it's not just the guys that you hear or see. There's that whole group behind the scenes that's like making it happen. Like it's an in, it's a unit, like a process that has to be done every day. Yeah, that's uh, that's the cool thing is like I was able to do a lot of that, so I I did uh, pretty much everything you can do I, from Sick. producing to 
board hopping to being on air. Like I've done it all. So I, I understand the business more so than others, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. I I would be the same way. I'd want to like dip my toes in everything just so like it would make me a not more like not more important, but like just more well-rounded, you know, I'm sure it would make you like, it probably made you appreciate every aspect of it a little bit more, you know, after just doing it. Exactly. Oh yeah, dude. Um, I love, I love team, like a team job, you know, um, I did culinary for 10 years and that was all team oriented. Um, and then I went, my first job at Budweiser was merchandising and it was like the first job, like where it was just you, there was no team work that got the job done. It was you and about 600 cases of fucking different types of bud, you know, bud products. And you just had to fill shelves with it. And it was just so miserable. And when I got to special events, it was just like, perfect. It was like, okay, it's me and six guys and we're going to make voodoo fest happen for Anheuser-Busch. We're going to make the saints season happen for Anheuser-Busch, you know? Uh, Pelicans was just easy. We didn't have Zion. Uh, <laughs> so no one, no one was going to the fucking games. It, it was like our break, you know, and now with Zion and this team that wants to try to do something, um, the games weren't, weren't as breakful as they used to be. I remember, uh, stand three twenty five. you could go sit in it because it was never open. It's only, it's one of those stands that's only open, uh, on sellout crowds. Right. It's always closed. So we found out that the third monitor was an actual television and you could change it. Um, and we would watch movies. And <laughs> watch, I'd watch, you know, NHL and shit on there. I actually last year, me and my cousin watched um, the Frozen Four uh, championship. Who was it? Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot to play, but we, we watched that entire game. Uh, and and stand three twenty five. Go Mac, you guys like Mac and cheese. Don't go to three twenty five because we're we're not open. Um, <laughs> dude, it's uh, I tell you what, I've never been to any other like basketball stadiums or like hockey stadiums other than Dallas. But if it's anything like Dallas, Dallas was so clean. It felt small, but it was so clean. The fucking Smoothie King Center is just a fucking shithole compared to uh-huh. Dallas. And it's like, I get it. Uh, the Smoothie King Center was built in 99. It needs an upgrade. They're not upgrading it. They're going to wait. Mark my words. They're going to wait till after the Super Bowl in 2025. Um, And then they're going to either scrap the Smoothie King Center and build a new arena for the Pelicans, which I don't know why you would. Um, instead of just renovating that one, they're going to give them a new stadium. That one's going to become obsolete. It's going to be like their practice facility or something like that. And it's just going to be another wasted piece of architecture that is New Orleans. And we'll never get a hockey team of any, any caliber. <laughs> but it's so like I, I got a taste of outside of the Pelicans facility. And it was so clean and kept up. And I know behind the scenes it could be different, but like you walk at the Smoothie King Center and you, you just like the team sucks and so does our facility. You know, like <laughs> it's like make a pro and like you're not keeping up, you're not keeping up with like the facility standards and shit like that. So you, you know, your, your fans aren't happy. 
Um, the people down here, they they don't they don't know better. You know, the Superdome's been on reno- renovation for fucking four years now. It feels like um, it's supposed to look beautiful when it's done, um, but. I've never seen them work on the Smoothie King Center. I don't think it's been touched since 99, you know, uh, and it needs it needs some fucking help, Richie. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad <laughs> in there, dude. <laughs> it's a shit show. We have a uh, you're you're talking about when you went to Seattle and you were like, yeah, they have the, the, the Amazon thing. I'm laughing. I'm thinking I'm thinking you're going to say they got like South Poor beer and stuff like that. They they have a stand like that at the at the arena. And it's uh fuck, I think it's 112. And what it is, <laughs> I get so many calls for this place. What it is, is you you scan or you you pay money to get a card, and on the card, it basically has a you know a limit, and you scan it on a barcode and it allows you to pour yourself a beer. How many people do you think like do you think you could pour a beer for yourself? Do you think you can get like an actual beer out of it and not just like a cup of foam? Uh I I'd like to think so. I've never like used an actual tap before, but Okay. When I tell you Pelicans games, my day is wasted more at stand one twelve, uh, because they're like the beer's foamy and I just paid twenty dollars for this. And I'm like, you just don't know how to pour beer. It's not your fault. The stand just doesn't make sense. You should never pour your own beer. You're probably fucked up coming to this arena, and you're going to tell me you know how to hold a, a glass 45 degrees and open up the faucet completely and then know when to turn it to get yourself a beer. And then you're on a time limit. So once you scan your barcode, you have like 13 seconds to get your beer. Huh. That's a time crunch. You know, like for someone who's not expecting that, like you need to right. scan that bitch, drop the card, and immediately open up the faucet. Ah, uh, so it, <laughs> and that's the new state of the art thing at the at the Smoothie King Center. Um, uh, it's a waste of time. It ends up happening that one of the floor managers always has to stay there and become like the the pourer, and then they call us like the beers for me. I'm like, you don't know how to pour beer either, and that's okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we have we have no state of the art. Um, we have good food there, though. I'll give you that. That's about the best we got. Is is some real, really quality food. And that's that that's a, that's got. always a good thing. That's always a good thing, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I I just don't know if that food's good enough to to like. I wouldn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't come back, dude. Unless we had a hockey team, you know, I, uh, I'd have a one and done experience at the at the Smoothie King Center. I'd be like, you know what, it's just it's not my cup of tea. That's not my cup of tea. I'll just watch it on on at home if I really like this team. Yeah. Um, so what you're telling me is I should not mark put down on my calendar to go see the Suns play there anytime soon. Dude, do it, do it. Bring a camcorder. It, it's it's the experience of a lifetime. It's like welcome to uh, a a small market. That clearly loves its NF its NFL franchise more than this one. Like, <laughs> it, I don't know if you've ever seen the layout. Uh, they're like right on top of each other. There's a a skywalk that connects them, mm-hmm. um, which made it the most aggravating place to to try to back a forty eight foot 
tractor trailer um too but they're right on top of each other so you would think the facility next door should be as kept up as the facility next to it and it's just like night and day it's like you go to the saints and it's everything looks new or if it's doesn't look new it's because half the stadium is under construction um and then you go to the smoothie king center and it's just like fuck dude what is happening (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like it's like young Corey with hair and then it's old Corey with no hair you know like fucking something happened something happened in there in between that skywalk (laughs) right (laughs) i think i think they take everything that breaks down at the at the saints uh facility and they just move it across the skywalk and it's just like put it over here until this team's worth a fuck, we'll, you know, we'll just keep reusing this shit. No, man. I mean, don't they have another, they have another Super Bowl showing up, going there soon, yeah, don't they? 2025. So that's, that's why. So all of every year they do something different. So last, not last season, the season before that, they worked on the 100. Um, no, they worked on the 200 level, which is like, um, was my favorite. Because um, you can just see the game at, at all angles on that one. There wasn't like a like uh, there wasn't like arches to like stop you, like you know, cement big ass blocks. It's just basically an open layout, and that's the floor I used to work before COVID. Uh, they worked on the two hundred and a bit of the five hundred. Then this season they worked on half of the one hundred. They finished up the second side of the two hundred level. And now at this moment, they are doing the opposite. So now the new look of the 100 is done on one half. They're doing it on the other half now, finishing the 200, and they're now working on the 500 and 600. Uh, And they have to be done before the first game of the 2024 season, whatever, whatever Super Bowl is in. So I think it's 2024, 2025. Yeah. They have to be done before, like, before kickoff they're allowed to do minor maintenance but the integrity of the place has to be complete because that entire year there will be like nfl network stuff going on there mm-hmm. you know like to hype up the super bowl um which i didn't know but i think that's a really cool system is that if you want the biggest you know uh sporting event of of said sport you have to have the state like the state of the art uh, arena or, you know, where, wherever you play at. But I think that's cool. It allows every team a chance to, um, to, to, you know, make the required uh, renovations to just, you know, ex- expand the experience. Like I can't wait. Like I, I didn't really go to saints games as a kid. We were horrible. Uh, tickets were cheap, but it was just like, no one wanted to go. Um, and then being able to just work every one of them for four four years in a row uh, was was really interesting. Uh, the food was good. <laughs> the food was good. Uh, the games were good the first two years, and then they uh, they fell off. But um, I'd love to see it after it's done. I've been there since it's been under construction, more or less. I'd love to see the final product of it. But Saints games are really sick. I don't I don't know if you. You'd be interested in seeing. I'd rather send you to go see a Saints game than than to go see a Pelicans game. Uh, even though, see, that's I, I would totally do that, but I think I, I would be persona non grata there because I would 
I w- if I were to go, I would go to see the Rams play there. Uh-huh. Um, oh, they and, fucking hate you. Yeah, and Rams fans you. are persona non grata uh, there in uh, in New Orleans. Um, after, <laughs> gosh, that's been that was Super Bowl Fifty Three after that NFC title game there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I was at that game. I was like, you know what? These guys got a chance. I left that game. I was like, God damn. <laughs> I I would, that and here's my retort benders to any Saints fan who tries to come back and say, oh, the referees blew it, which they did. I was past interference. Here's the thing. That game did not end on that play, benders. That play did not no. end. That, right. that game went to overtime. Drew Brees had the ball in his hand. With a chance to win the game. And what did he do? He threw an interception. And the yeah. Rams went down and scored and won the game. So that's my little PSA to Saints fans who were still pissed about that. Like you had your fucking shot to win in overtime right. with Drew Brees and you blew it. I think what made Sorry. it worse though, Richie, is uh is the fact that the year uh previous to that was the Minnesota issue. Yeah, Minnesota it was a miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I worked, that was, that was, I think that was my first season and I came in on, on the second half of it. And I was like, these games are awesome. They fucking feed us. And then, uh, you know, we don't do fuck all, but watch the game. And then I was like, Oh, we got fucked, (laughs) you know? Uh, but it was cool to see the final, uh, years of, of Drew Brees. Um, I just wish he would have took a pay, a pay cut to try to bring in some more some more guys to to help get a second one for him in the city but uh magical time uh I was a I was a senior in high school when we won and it was like a second Mardi Gras I can only imagine I've never like I said being from Phoenix uh no success for the Arizona Cardinals no, in the no. <laughs> last 35 years that they've been around right and not being a Cardinals fan being a Rams fan, and when the Rams won the Super Bowl, I obviously wasn't in the city there. Mm-hmm. And so like, I can only imagine what winning a Super Bowl is like for a city. Like, I've only we've only had one championship here in Arizona, and that was dying back in 2001. But I was like, I was 10 years old. Right. I didn't go to the parade. Um, so, like, it was just, it was, I, I remember the city being all in and how cool it was. But like, but you I probably didn't appreciate it, as an adult yeah. I, as a kid, yeah. So at some point, maybe this is the year with Kevin Durant and the Suns. This is their year to win a title, and um, I cannot wait for that parade because if they win the title, the parade would be in the middle of June um, here in Arizona. <laughs> so, oh shit, um. Uh... Just I just hope it's not like the Braves parade. Do you remember that meme where it was like one bus? They were all on one bus and they were doing like it looked like they were doing like like 25 miles an hour just down the parade route. Like it was, it was no real celebration. It was just basically let's put all the guys on a bus and let's just shuttle them from point A to point B as quick as we can and we'll just call it a day. Um <laughs> oh fuck, dude. Uh it it's magical. Um because then you, you got the celebration day and then you got the parade that follows it. It, it is so cool. I got to see, uh, I got the experience um, when we won the Super Bowl, the, the night we won, it was like world peace existed in New Orleans, which is, uh, I think we're like the murder capital of the world right now. Um, it definitely feels like it. 
Um, and then the parades like a couple of days later, and it was just like a, a, a united group of people right after Hurricane Katrina. It was so fucking magical. Uh it's gotta be cool. I don't know if the sun do the Suns still have um Chris Paul? Yes, they do. Okay, sick. I, I always love Chris Paul. I I hated that he left, and I understand why he left, just like everyone else that leaves this fucking town. Um, but we we looked so good those those couple years that he was really on fire here. Um, I think we made it to the playoffs and I was excited. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, dude. Look, Richie, man, this has been fun. I'm starting to run out of ideas, and I'm sure people is people's patience are starting to wear thin dude <laughs> thank thank you so much dude thank you for coming on and just shooting the shit because that's what this is this is the shoot mm-hmm. the shit episode uh it tends to be when you and Corey come on um too bad mason's never around to to catch Corey's wrath but uh maybe maybe one day it'll happen uh hey, but man here i'll luck. make a deal with you i will make a deal so we have the draft lottery coming up in less than a month now okay okay uh, when the Coyotes win the draft lottery, because we all know Ooh. Gary Bettman will rig the draft for the Coyotes to get I hope, Connor Bedard. I hope y'all do. I hope y'all do. There's Benders. I will. I, I I don't want to jinx it, so I don't want to like say anything about it. Maybe I should because I just know <laughs> it's not going to happen at this point because we're never that lucky. Whatever, dude. Roll the fucking dice. But um, like, I don't know. Like, we were just talking about the Rams winning the Super Bowl. I lost my shit when the Rams won the Super Bowl. Like it was, there's a video of me <laughs> celebrating the Rams winning the Super Bowl. And like, I was like, I had a lot to drink that night. So like, it was, uh, you know, I, it was, yeah, it was like, a I, I, I was in a, another realm of experience, uh, that night. But if the Coyotes get Connor Bedard, it's going to be very much like that because my current, like I, I live by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's literally just going to be me yelling and screaming <laughs> about a draft lottery. How, dude, that's sure, like. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. ahead. Oh, yeah, so going. I was just going to say, like, I live. So, like, I, uh, I'm i sure, like, my um, uh, neighbors around here are going to think mm-hmm. somebody has been murdered. Um, <laughs> I, uh, there's a window to my right here, I'm sure, like, and there's a pool. I, I'm right next to the pool area. So, like, oh, I'm sure. sure, like, the people at the pool would hear me yelling, like, what's going on with this man? This poor man. Is he getting murdered? Is he this dying? poor man. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, I it's uh, going to be interesting. Um, I will probably, like, here's what's probably going to happen. Like, if they go through the order, right, and, and if there's a situation in which it comes down to where the Coyotes are, which is right now they're sixth um, with one game to go. Uh, Montreal 68 points Coyotes have 69 nice um so if they if it gets nice. down to where the Coyotes are in 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 the in the order mm-hmm. and the Coyotes do not come up which means they would have secured a top 3 pick like i'm immediately facetiming Corey and like uh and, and her husband too so like all three of us <laughs> and like we're we're going to sit there on FaceTime and and hopefully experience it together and yeah. just all freak out together. Um, I'd be happy with a top three pick, to be honest. Like, if we don't get Connor Bedard, I'm cool with Adam Fantilli. Uh, he had a great yeah. um, NCAA tournament and won the Hobie Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, yeah, the Coyotes are going to get the Ottawa pick, too. So they're going to have, like, two picks in the top ten. So 
either way, however it shakes out, it's going to be good news for the Coyotes. So anyway, yeah, uh, thank you for having me on. Always a blast. I, I just I just simmed on Tankathon, and y'all have mm-hmm. the first overall pick, and then the twelfth overall. So let's you got, go. You got Connor Bedard. That's why I was like, Ooh. <laughs> dude, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, but the, no, New Orleans erupted when we got Zion. Like when we got the first overall mm-hmm. pick, it was it was really cool. Um, I didn't care about the team. I did like I did like Zion because he was like one of those kids that was like. I mean, he was just the highlight reel when, like, you know, Facebook and all of that was like the videos were starting to come out, and it was like, okay, we're no longer just inputting uh, status updates; we're just watching and sharing uh, clips. You know, yeah. he was like one of those like viral kids. Uh, I was like, oh man, we're gonna get this kid. I've been watching since like he was in high school. You know, um, but no, I think y'all are gonna get it. It's gonna be sick as fuck. I remember telling y'all that. Uh, if y'all didn't get the first, well, y'all, y'all, y'all didn't get the first, but, uh, I was like, if, if y'all get Slavkovsky, I'm going to, I'm going to get his Jersey. I think he's going to look sick at Arizona. Uh, I feel the same way about Connor Radar. Um, yeah, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I, I had something else to say, completely forgot it. One day I'll make it out to Arizona to come hang out with y'all. Uh, one day Mason will get so frustrated with Corey. Uh, when she reams him a new one after all the shit talk, uh, he'll just exit out of an episode, and then we'll have to post a part two. But thanks, thanks again for coming on, dude. Uh, this is such a weird episode, but I love it. It's like season one to the T, and uh, I I can't be more happy to edit this after. Hey, yeah, I, I'm glad to do it. And we did talk like hockey adjacent. We we talked about we 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 uh, walked around that circle. We circled around. Yeah, yeah. We talked about your experience going to Dallas. <laughs> my experience going to Seattle. We talked. We uh, talked about the Coyotes at the very beginning, the very end. Uh, yeah. What more do you want? Hell yeah, man! Thank you so much for coming on, Richie. It was a pleasure. No problem, my friend. Anytime. <laughs> All right, folks, we want to thank Richie for coming on. Uh, always a fun conversation with Richie and Corey. Uh, I wish just Mason and and uh, Corey could have been here. Uh, would have been the perfect uh, redemption for uh, Arizona versus Mason at this point. But uh, this has been the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I do want to apologize to you all for how long this has been. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on air or not, but... Uh, my wife had COVID, and um, we found out she's immune uh, compromised or something like that. It's basically, her immune system's really fucked. It's probably from the last, the first time she caught COVID during like the big, you know, pandemic era, and uh, it took a lot out of her. And with me starting my new job, I've just had so much stress on you know at work and then coming home and just trying to be there for my wife and do what she needed um and then poor mason's just you know college kid trying to make sure he's not fucking up um we just thank y'all so much for bearing with us um but with the new job opens up a little bit more free time for me i'd love to be to get us back on a more consistent schedule and uh do anything to uh, continue to give you guys content that y'all support us so much about so uh thanks again this has been Habs Nightly we love y'all thank y'all for listening and we'll talk to you guys again soon
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.